Come and dream with me. Well, no, what do you want to watch is special non-spoiler discussion of the first five episodes of The Witcher, Netflix's adaption of the Andrei Spakowski. I'm probably butchering that horribly. I guarantee I'm butchering that horribly, but it's fine. A uh, series that has been adapted to Netflix series. Uh, myself and Ashley Hobley have had the chance to watch the first five episodes ahead of release. So we're going to be talking a little bit about it. Again, this is non-spoilers. We will be doing a spoiler uh, cast, breaking it all down sometime in the coming weeks or so into the new year, I presume, because this show is dropping right before Christmas. Um, but let's get into it. Take the girl. Protect her and bring her back unharmed. I want to start quickly, grab our history of The Witcher so it kind of helps form, uh, so everyone understands our opinions uh, on the show. So I have played uh, Witcher 2, 3, and the games, which themselves are adaptations of the books that are based after it. But they are adaptations of sorts on the uh, of the books, and then I have read like half of or three quarters of the Last Wish, and then I got distracted. But I'm going to say straight away that this series has reinvigorated, reinvigorated my need to read all of the Witcher books. But that is my history. Ash, what is your history with? I the have Witcher? played three three and a half hours of The Witcher three, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, so I, f- I feel like we're coming at this from a obviously I can feel the like. Is this a show that's going to interest people who like the games? And I can't really feel the book part, like justifiably fan thing, but you're definitely going to be able to, I guess, feel the like new person Newcomer. who's just turning on Netflix yep. and they're like, what is this series? It looks like a Game of Thrones type thing, which we'll get to in yeah. a second, of course. Like, is, is this going to be the show for me? So what are your overall thoughts on the series so far based on the five episodes we've had the chance to watch? I think it's it's really good. It, it it's good. Um, obviously, it's, there's some nitpicky things you can have. I think um, I really enjoy Geralt. I really enjoy uh, Yennefer. I think her story is probably the the strongest out of all of them so far. Um, and the series is also very good. So I I think they've got a very good cast. The the storytelling is very well. I think the structure of the season. Uh, in the storytelling they're doing for this season is really interesting, and uh, I think I think it, it, it's going to be a hit for Netflix. I mean, it, it's hard to imagine it not being a hit based purely on the name, but I think people are going to be ha- very happy after the initial negative buzz around Henry Cavill. But I think he does a pretty solid job and is very different to the Henry Cavill performances we've seen so far. Well, I was going to bring that up next, but since you brought it up, we might as well tackle it now. Uh, Henry Cavill plays Geralt, of course, in the series, the the Witcher himself, the main member of the cast. And when the uh, pre, like the videos they put up on the account and some like screenshots and pictures ahead of time, of course, a lot of people uh, said he looked horrible. You know, he's too pretty for the part of Witcher because in the books he's described of this, you know, sort of gruff, uh, scarred up looking dude. Even in the games, I think he looks somewhat better than uh how he's described in the books and everything like that and i think just based on other roles that henry cavill has played everyone couldn't picture him as this sort of like gruff silent ish type um witcher character how do you feel like without heaps to go on for the character 
with her, just as Henry Cavill in this sort of role, do you think it, the negative backlash was justified or unjustified? I think it was pretty unjustified. I feel like that initial screen test test yeah. was not great. I mean, it's not looking at it right now. It's not like super different. It's I mean, it's still his face. I mean, they changed the wig a little bit and that kind of stuff. But um, I know just see him in everything um, and see him in motion and like actually performing like. You can tell he's been a guy who's been around a while and been doing dealing with shit, you know. So I, I think obviously you can't base everything on one screenshot or whatever. So yeah, I think if I, he's fine, he's, he fits the role, but I don't have anything to compare it to as well. So I think uh, although the the thing about his performance, because Harry Cavill has been an open supporter of saying that he loves the books and he's played and loved all of the games. I think if this series is bringing nothing from the games, his performance is 100% uh, inspired by Geralt in the games. Because, like, obviously you can read the book and get certain ways that a character, like, acts and talks and sort of thing. But, like, it's just, like, certain mannerisms and things, especially in one thing um, I've got my review up in progress as this drops on ExplosionNetwork.com. I'll put a full score to that when I've watched the rest of the series, of course. But... Um, one thing I point out in that is how every they got so much of like the silent, just grunting and mmming of um, Geralt from the games that it just made me think that it was heavily inspired by the David Cook's performance in the um, the video games because it's just like there's several scenes where someone will be like talking to him and it'll be like blah 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 and it's, Geralt's not the character who responds with like a full paragraph back or you know gives his full thought. he doesn't really explain his thoughts on the matter like there's so many times he'll just be like. Mm. Yeah. you know like mm, like that's just the character and he got that he gets that down so well it's great and one part where i love so much that i just laugh out loud i can't say what for spoiler reasons obviously but there's one part where this whole thing happens and this character's like no no i need to need to thank you for this uh, reason take this or whatever you know do this sort of thing and book readers may know what i'm hinting at here because it's from the first book but this, he's like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll, cl- I'll claim this as payment sort of thing. It's like, he, he just wants to be able to leave. And then something happens and then he just goes like, fuck. <laughs> like, but it's just like the, the, yeah. this delivery. And there's like one other point in the show right before he gets into battle with someone where like this thing comes charging out and he's just like, oh, fuck. Like, it's just like the, yeah. the, the gruffness of it. I think it's just like yeah. perfectly delivered. One of my favorite moments he's walking, he's uh, taking someone to get try and get some help and he's like completely confused about what's going on. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> just delivers it so well, and yeah. I, I, don't, I think that comes from the the games. Um, so yeah, my my overall thoughts on the series are: I'm as someone who loves the games, um, I think the series is fantastic. But I'm still in- interested because I went in knowing it's based on the books. I'm going to be interested how people react who think that the game, like people who, because they do exist people who think the game is the game and they don't realize it's actually based on a book series and, you know, all these sorts of things, how they're going to go into this and be like, oh, this is wrong or this is wrong. Because we saw that leading up to the release of the series. People were like, why doesn't he have two swords on his back? And they're like, well, they made him carry two swords on his back in the game for, like, ease of you being able to switch between them as a player. But realistically, that would be too heavy for a normal person to carry two swords on his back. So in the TV show, much like the book, he keeps one on his horse at all times and he switches between the swords for different, like humans or monsters, because that's why he has two swords, uh, as yeah. necessary. He doesn't actually have them both like over, over And it his creates back. storytelling tension. Point. Yeah. It's like, hey, like I that. need my other sword. Hmm. So things like that. that so, does or doesn't happen in the show, but yeah. So I'll be interested how those sorts of people react to the series, because uh, obviously I think the storytelling in this is also just a lot more different to the games it's a lot more like 
I wouldn't say convoluted because that's like sort of a bad way, but it's, it's it is dense. It is very dense. Yeah, there is and a lot of names of places and races and stuff, and they don't slow down. There's no hand holding. It's just. No. But, but I think that's a plus because I, I feel like fantasy fans want that out of a series like this. You know what I mean? Like well, the first if time you, you can pick keep up, up, then you feel very smart. Yeah, but it's it's even like the first time you read like Lord of the Rings or you watch Lord of the Rings, whatever. However you first experienced Lord of the Rings, however you first experienced Game of Thrones or whatever these really popular fantasy series, right? You start hearing like family names and creature names and like all these sorts of events and for the first time you're reading that book or you're watching that tv show or movie or what have you it could seem a lot but you get so used to it that now if you watch or read or any of these sorts of things you're just like yeah this family and that name and that creature and that like you just get to a point of you understanding it and it's like i feel like fantasy stuff does it best when it just throws stuff at you and it's like up to you to be like i'm in for this and i'm going to like pay attention and learn or you know, it becomes dull if it's not, because it also makes the world feel so full. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's so much for you to learn if yeah. you don't know any of this stuff. And if you haven't read the books or played the games, it's going to be even harder for you. But I actually think that's a good thing. I don't think it's too much. I think it's just like, pay attention. And by the time we get to I mean, season two, three or something, you'll understand a lot more. You'll you'll know all these things. Or even by the end of the series, you'll know all these words and names and family names and uh, locations, have you? So Yeah, I didn't catch every name of everything, but I feel like there's enough context for you to follow along, even if you don't get everything. But, yeah, it's like, even if you're not catching everything, the, the core stuff that's happening on screen isn't hard to understand. It's like, this person's yeah. probably bad, they're doing this thing to this thing like you, you're like the, the, Geralt's the good guy he's fighting this person must be bad or are they I mean a lot of the Witcher lies in the grey area like even Geralt kind of lays in the grey area and a lot of the people he ends up getting in trouble with often lay in a grey area and that's kind of yep. what makes Witcher great is because the characters and quote unquote villains are often like they're not straight up manical evil no it's a choice wars. between two lesser evils you know yeah that's kind of what works for the show uh, I think the one question before, and we're not talking major plot points because I think it's impossible to talk about major plot points of the show without kind of giving away certain spoilers. But I, th- I think I can yeah. get around it slowly to explain for to quickly in case people don't really w- want to know. But it's like, yes, you've got Geralt. Geralt is a Witcher. He goes around and he hunts monsters. All of Geralt's stuff in the first five episodes is basically short stories taken from the first book, uh, The Last Wish, and he's every time between each episode he's like on a different monster hunt right then on the opposite so there's three main characters in the show he's one that's what he's doing he's hunting monsters and of course along the way you're learning things about the world the characters you're meeting people like dan uh dandelion in the game is what he's called but in this they call him his um proper uh name i fucking forget what it is now but his proper name jessica, from the book. jessica yeah. yeah but they changed it so to the good. game because the, the translation the translation yeah he's great the translation i think directly from that to english was like sunflower or something like too not as cool sounding so they changed it to dandelion for the english name that's how he ended up that name but that's that character right so everyone loves him from the game and everyone's gonna love him this because he's absolute just a bowl of charm and laugh and especially when he's playing against uh Geralt, it's like the best buddy cop kind of yeah because he's like full of He's happy and go lucky, and he's like, you know, he's a bard. He sings songs and girls. He does enough like, talking for both of them. Yeah, leave me alone, like, like, <laughs> go away. Uh, so he's great, and then yeah, see, so that's Geralt. A lot of Geralt stuff actually revolves around those two characters meeting for the first five episodes. Uh, then on the opposite side, you have Yennefer happening in her origin story, 
Uh, it's not a spoiler to say that she starts the series um, with a, explaining how she was born with a hunchback, and that's uh, yeah. and then she gets brought into the. Basically, she discovers she has magical abilities, and then this, the, her kind of origin story is like tracking how she learns to use those for the first few episodes and stuff. And then you also have Siri or Cirilla, Princess Cirilla. Um, and her story revolves around some of the more comp- complicated stuff, I'd say, of the series for sure, because it's dealing with kingdoms and kings and queens yeah. and political stuff and attacking kingdoms and uh, her trying to basically escape and stay out of this and stay alive and these sorts of things. And she's on the run and uh, very quickly in the first episode, yeah, in the first episode it's like escape this kingdom and safety and she basically gets co- gets told to find Geralt of Rivia and you're like, how would she know him? She doesn't even know that him. She's She doesn't even know what Geralt looks like, but that's what she's been told to do. So that's kind of how the show sh- like sets the path of these characters along. It's like Yennefer's over here in yeah. training very quickly, Ciri's on the run, Geralt's kind of just going through life. Being Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like the how the show sets up, yeah. Um, now, I want to talk about this now because I want to kind of stay away from the question when we get into a full spoiler discussion sometime in the future. I do think it's kind of a redundant question because, but it's definitely one that people are going to be asking a lot. And I think it's obviously one worth answering. But do you think for most people, given that Game of Thrones ended this season, that this could be the replacement for them? You know, like this is replacement of the Game of Thrones story. Will it fill no, a single hole? I don't think it's going to scratch the same itch. I think it's more, even more fantastical than probably Game of Thrones was. Especially for people who love the like the first few seasons of where like, there's barely anything fantastic. Where there barely anything it. happens. The the seasons that everybody say they loved and then it went to shit when it wasn't like that. Th- mm. Those people are going to be very not going to love this as much as Game of Thrones. But yeah, I'd, I if you like the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones, then no, I don't think that's be no because the writing of this is better than the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, so they'll definitely like it. No. The um, I will say that was, that is the one thing I thought of straight away when I was like trying to answer that question myself. I'm like, this show straight out of the gate is, I mean, the show starts with a monster. You know, it's like this yeah. is this is more proper fantasy than Game of Thrones ever was. Game of Thrones was always like we're trying to do fantasy seriously kind of thing. You know, like try and tackle it in that end. It's it was a fantasy like, show, but it's it's a political yeah, show. George R. R. Martin was like, I read Lord of the Rings, but I want to make it about politics and stuff. So, but The Witcher is literally like about a guy who hunts monsters. So therefore, the show has a lot of fantasy and monsters. monsters and these sorts of things, which is my one criticism so far in that yes. I think the costumes look great. I think the makeup and everything is fantastic. I think the set design looks fantastic. I think the sword choreography is stunning because it really does look like how Geralt uh, fights in the games and everything. Like it's a certain style yep. and um, Henry Cavill does most of it, it seems, because a lot of it's like qu- quite long shots and actions that not heaps of cuts. So it's actually choreographed out. And I think that's and it great. Is, it is, they don't hold back on the gore. They don't hold back on the gore. It's really great fights I've seen so far. My one criticism of the show so, so far though is CGI isn't great. CGI is not great at all. It's not I mean, it's fantastic, not, no. It's not Doctor Who, and by that I mean it's not like BBC level. Yeah, but it's definitely du- it definitely doesn't it have is, the budget. It's the it weakest needs. link out of everything in the show. Luckily, there's not that much stuff happening, at least in the five episodes of CGI, that it becomes a sore thumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it shows up, and you're like, that doesn't look great, but the rest does. You know, like. Yeah. 
because I, I honestly feel like that as much as that's why the Henry Cavill thing I find so funny because that first screen test where everyone was like, oh, he looks horrible. I think like the costumes and the hair and makeup and everything. Once like, you get he looks proper legit, lighting like, and color grading and everything. Yeah. yeah looks I think he actually looks fantastic. So I have no problems with it. Um, so yeah, any last uh, thoughts? How hyped are you to watch the last couple episodes? Yeah, uh, I'm definitely keen to see the last three episodes and see where, how all their paths entwine even further potentially. Um. Yeah, I feel like there's another point I want to hit, but I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> well, we're, it's, uh, fine. We're, it's fine. We'll get back fine. to it at some point. We'll get back to it. Yeah. So this is this has been our spoiler-free discussion. Of course, I hope everyone, if you're listening, watching, check out the series. Uh, you can look forward to our full spoiler-filled discussion, where we should be joined by one Nicholas Pryor, who is a big fan of the books. Also, sometime uh, I say in the next couple of weeks, but that literally means. Next year, so next year, <laughs> it means next year. So we're probably going to do that sometime early next year. Um, and you can also check out my review over at explosionnetwork.com right now. It'll either, if you're listening to this right as it happens or watching this right as it happens, it'll be a review in progress until I've uh, watched the final three episodes, and then I'll wrap up that review and stick a score on it. Uh, so we'll find out what that is, and then of course that will over be over at explosionnetwork.com. Did you? Ju- I just looked at your face. It looked like you had a no. I, I just want to say that uh, Anya shall. Larota, yeah. whoever the actress who plays Jennifer, fantastic job, especially those first few episodes where she has the hunchback, but she's also doing something with her mouth. The mouth is deformed as well. Yeah. Like you can't CGI that. That's, I don't know. I think, I'm presuming they did some impressive type thing where they stuck cotton buds in her. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I yeah, it's know. impressive. Yeah. No, she's great. And it's like one of the first things she's done as well. So amazingly, it's like the fourth thing Amazing. she's done, yeah. I think. Um, no, she's great. Can't wait to. Watch more, finish it up, hear more from us, of course, and make sure you, you check around more episodes. What do you want to watch where we talk old things? Movie, TV, and great, exciting things. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vivaldil, V-I-V-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Hobby, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. Follow Explosion Network on Twitter at Explosion Pod. We'll see you in the next one. Keep watching stuff, I guess. Do not tell me that this is finally the moment you've decided to actually care about someone other than yourself. Don't touch Roach. Yeah.